Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 9 o'clock hour is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment. Life-changing results. Steak Shapiro, Sandra Golden, thanks so much for being with us. We got uh, Matt Ryan on Raheem Morris. Dan Quinn at his press conference in uh, Washington. That's all coming up. But there is something near and dear um, to myself and the radio station, because we're going to be broadcasting from there coming up. February 10th. What day is that, Sandy? What's February 10th? Is that like this weekend? That's this Saturday. That is. Uh, lacrosse is getting huge down here. Some of the biggest programs in America are going to be battling it out for a great cause. And the gentleman that helped put this together, Jason Brayo, joining us right now on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, Jason, thanks for being with us, buddy. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me, Steak and Sandra. I really appreciate it. You know, uh, I started talking about lacrosse. I played, obviously, grew up in New England, so... Um, I was lucky enough to play throughout high school and have a great moment with my buddies winning a state title. And, and the difference of me mentioning lacrosse when I moved here in the mid-90s and now are literally like night and day. Yeah. Yes, sir. A lot has changed in the past 20 years, and Georgia lacrosse has actually gotten, gotten very, very large and very good. And uh, especially at the high school level, there's now a, a large number of kids playing in college. And uh, according to Inside Lacrosse, now Atlanta is the lar- the fifth largest lacrosse market in the country. No way! Wow! Yep! Wow! Yep. Awesome! We like like up there with the Baltimore's and the where is it? I imagine the the New Jersey, so Baltimore, New Jersey, Baltimore, Philly, and DC are are always going to be much much higher. But you know, Atlanta and Charlotte, wow, and, and like Dallas and Chicago are closing in fast. So I know so many parents of young people that kids are turned to lacrosse. Why is this event coming up, the 2024 Atlanta Lacrosse Invitational, a great chance to get your kids fired up about really the highest level of lacrosse? These are some of the best college teams in the country. Well, thank you very much. Um, well, first of all, this is a great – this is an event for charity. This is a nonprofit event, okay? So this is going to benefit the Shootout for Soldiers Foundation, which is a very unique charity that uses the sport of lacrosse to benefit veterans in need. So that's our first goal. Um, the second goal is we're, we're, what we're doing this for is really to grow the game in Atlanta. I've been a high school coach and a youth coach for 20-something years here, and there's a lot of guys like me who grew up in the Northeast and played lacrosse and love it and just want to you know, really start it because they want their kids to play, and then they end up coaching, and then you see all these kids just able to you know, do something they never thought they could do growing up. And so right now there's, there's literally over 100 Division One players from Atlanta right now. So we're having – the games we're having here this weekend are showcasing Atlanta players. So, um, and you, there's a uh, four players from you from uh, Atlanta who play for Army West Point. There's one for uh, UMass, and there's um, two for North Carolina, and there's eight for Mercer, who's obviously our, our lone Division One program in the state. So we're basically showcasing these kids because we want to show the kids that are younger. I'm gonna put you on hold for one second, real quick. Okay, we gotta fix. Thanks. We gotta fix that. Phones that bouncing. Connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tickets are on sale now. It's at 285lacrosse.com. And it is true. This all the money going to the Shootout for Soldiers Foundation. So that's it, a big deal. Silverbacks Park. Right. Mm-hmm. 3,200 Atlanta So Lambert Park. High School in Roswell kick off the day, 9.30 a.m. Yep. They're first. UMass Army West Point, 12.30. And then UNC and Mercer at 3.30. All right. We'll bring uh, our buddy Jason back real quick. Sorry, a bad connection. So a bunch of kids on Mercer and Carolina 
also from Atlanta uh, playing as well. Yes, so between the two Division One games for the day, we have 11 Atlanta players playing. And the whole goal is to show the younger generation, whether they're six years old or 16 in high school, that this is an option they can take to because, you know, there's a lot of great athletes here. We, You guys know how nuts we are about high school sports here um, and just how crazy it is. I mean, I live in Buford. We're building a $75 million stadium right now. That's crazy, and it's just, That's yeah, cool. what's, crazy. What's, so, what's, that is. That's what's, amazing. Yeah. What's going on there is insane. You got, like, eight practice fields, too. Um, yeah, I know. It's, it's insane. But, yeah, you know, but, we love it. Yeah. So, um, great opportunity. UMass and Army at 1230. Carolina and Mercer at 3.30. The high school game is at 9.30 a.m. Um, and why is Atlanta going up the ranks? I would assume because the level of athletes we have in our city, once you put a stick in their hand, you got a whole new level of, uh, of you know, uh, athletic prowess playing lacrosse, which is why we're moving up in the ranks. Is that accurate? Oh, yeah. We're, you know, we're crazy about youth sports here in high school sports. I tell my friends up north that if you play football here, you start lifting in school at sixth grade. So we produce all these great athletes. And, you know, not everyone can play football and lacrosse anymore if they're not the right size. The beautiful thing about lacrosse is if you're 5'5 five, five or 6'5 and you're a great athlete, you can play. So it opens up great opportunities in life, great academic opportunities, great business opportunities. So it's just a it's a wonderful thing to expose our kids to it, and that's what we're trying to do. All right, coming up this weekend, we'll be broadcasting as well, 2024 Atlanta Lacrosse Invitational Silverbacks Park all day long on Saturday. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. All right, there you go. Matt Ryan, by the way, want to talk about him, who is becoming slowly a bigger and bigger media star. How do we know that he's moving up the ranks because he's just getting more and more airtime, He right? is literally sitting on the set of CBS Sports, which they started yesterday, in front of the Bellagio holding court. He is the best one on that set out of the four. And also, did you see the commercials he's doing now? Something for um, all these kids are around him. It's a la Peyton Manning-esque when he's on Saturday Night Live. He's telling him to hush, and he's not signing. So he's got good the Matty Ice, like the ice cream truck. The there. ice Matty Ice Cream Truck. That's exactly right. It's very funny. Who's the sponsor? Day Day, do we, we know who he's advertising for? I forget. We'll you know, I'll, fi- I'll find it okay. for you. But So he's sitting uh, on the set yesterday. It was right after the press conference, and they asked him, obviously, you're on that staff, Raheem Morris. What say you? Well, listen, I- I've seen him in all kinds of different capacities. When he came to Atlanta, he started on the defensive side of the ball with the secondary. We had some issues on the offensive side of the ball. He comes over and coaches the wide receiver group. He then gets asked midseason to go back and call the plays on the defensive side of the ball and then is an interim head coach uh, in his last season with us. So I spent six years uh, around Raheem and have seen him in all of those different lights and then also competed against him early in my career when he was in Tampa as a head coach. And, and I think he's a guy that, number one, connects with his players and, and guys are going to love playing for him. He's got the ability to, to kind of make – Make it known that he cares about his guys, but at the same time can hold them accountable. Great article in the AJC said similar, that if you think that this is just a player's coach, he is as straight a shooter as there is. He's going to be very clear that if you're not getting it done, you're not going to be. I've seen him have a nutty out at Flowery Branch. Do you remember when Kyle Shanahan was, we were, you were there with me, and we were standing around that table, and he literally was like, this is Mike Persons. He's never played center before. We, he was like telling us how great they were despite being terrible. Do you remember that? Raheem was there that day and was lighting people up on the field when we were watching practice. He's that Mark Richt. You know, you hear about Mark Richt until Mark Richt all of a sudden goes off on people. Or gives you the look, right? 
Yeah, he he's but he's more dynamic in a lot of ways than Mark Rick. Your point is he he may be. Don't loved let by that big players. smile fool you. Right. He does not ever He doesn't around. play. Yeah. Uh here he is yesterday, uh talking about a very valid question. What's changed since failing essentially in Tampa after three years and a subpar record? How different are you and what's changed? The overall maturity of the profession is really what you got to lean on. The, the, the overall growth. Since Tampa, I've dedicated really my professional development to helping whoever I work for at the time. Right, I was fortunate enough to go to Washington and really work with Mike Shanahan and be around it and see a guy that's won Super Bowls as a head coach. Um, be with him and just really develop and him allow me to be behind the curtain, so to speak. Moving forward to here with Dan Quinn and going through the process of what we were able to do and doing a lot of winning football games and being able to be a major part of helping and contributing to those factors. Having the ability to go out to L.A., get the job finished, being behind the curtains there as well and being with that crew, Mike, has been one of the things that you just can't ever forget about, one of the things that you can never look over and glaze over is uh, the accomplishments that you have in your career. So He was 32 years old in 2009 when he was a head coach for Tampa. The youngest coach in the NFL right now is Michael McDonald at 36 for Seattle. Yeah, I mean, that that's just, you don't have the worldliness right. or the, you know, the... Maturity, the decision-making, the, the maturity, experience. Right. I mean, 32, you're running a multi-billion dollar Especially operation. Especially as a man, because you guys are way behind us. So that's like being 17. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think <laughs> you, you look at what Matt Ryan said, his both sides of the ball experience is pretty friggin' unique. Yeah, it is. It's pretty friggin' unique. It's also a guy, and I know, listen, Kyle Shanahan, the two guys in the Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid are going to have the sheet in front of them. You know, or, or you know, they've got similar to what Arthur Smith had, right? But I really believe that Arthur Smith was so deep in trying to figure out how to get the plays out and to move forward and almost like seemed overwhelmed that I don't want I want my head coach coaching both sides of the ball. I want him moving over the defensive huddle. And, you know, if we're in a one touchdown game in the fourth quarter, adding something, right? Don't rally the troops. Have interaction with your players. Know who needs to hear from you at that moment. Be be sixty thousand feet above to right. a point where you can make yeah, adjustments on the him. fly. Watch Kirby Smart as a head coach right. fly across the field. Are you yeah. kidding? Sean McVay does. Listen, that. I will say this too about Bill Belichick at his at his peak. He'd be in that defensive huddle, right? And he'd be there in the middle of the game. He'd go over and do three minutes with Willie McGinnis and Rodney Harrison and Ty Lawn, and he is coaching. He's coaching. Now, Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid, Arthur Smith ain't either one of those guys. And I feel like now we got a guy that is, like you said, at 60,000 feet looking at the whole picture. Absolutely. On both sides of the ball. We'll hear what Dan Quinn had to say in Belly Up. He had his Dan Quinn stuff going yesterday, oh, right? Oh, he did. It's Quinnism. Yeah. He's going Quinn up in, in Washington. What else do we got coming up? The uh, media night was won by an 11-year-old who was – Certainly the best journalist I've ever seen. Journalist I've ever seen. Do it very good. He was. You're gonna really, really enjoy this. All right, uh, that's coming up. Lots more in the Super Bowl. I saw what might be the best team in the NBA last night, and um. And you said the word "saw" correctly, so I think we've come a long way. You didn't even say so. Good job. <laughs> a lot of progress being made on this it's program. True. It's Steak and Sandra, ten o'clock hour, brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Visit mancavestore.com. We'll belly up. We come back. Sports Radio, 92.9 A Game.
This show just hits different. It's the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. 10.23. We got to crank it today. Day Day making it happen on a Tuesday morning. Steak and Sandra on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Up your Man Cave game this season. Visit Man Cave game. Uh, visit mancavestore.com coming up Dan Quinn with a Quinnism the star of what do they call Monday night at the Super Bowl opening night now but opening it's night of the days. Super Bowl it was 26,000 people screaming in there and the uh, players were saying they've never had that much yeah that was a huge crowd also Roger Goodell uh, does his press conference he addresses Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and all that kind of stuff as well what are you doing for Super Bowl? You have a plan? Well, I'm having a little birthday gathering at Pickleball Social Saturday, so we'll be in Atlanta. So I think we're just going to be with friends. What Very exciting. Great call for your uh, birthday. And um, that's a that's a hot spot. That I have Social. heard. I've not been yet. And You're uh, always cutting edge. You're always out in front. I just am sick of going to birthday parties where we sit around a table and you talk to three people and you spent $200 on dinner. Yeah, like, that's and, what we're kind of, our whole drink group wine, is kind of over it. And that you can't really, you know, you got you to gotta rotate the table yeah. so everyone gets to see yeah. each other the whole deal. See who's crying. Okay, what does that have to do with? <laughs> what horrible uh, hardship is somebody dealing with? What does that have to do with Sunday, though? Because we're going to be in Atlanta. We're not going to be at the lake. So we're trying to figure out maybe we're going to go to a friend's oh. house. What are you doing? You having people over? I, I'm going to my oh, buddy Brandon's. Brandon's right. who nice. bought this crazy house. We're doing a New Orleans, New Orleans, I shouldn't say that. We're doing a Mardi Gras theme. So we're going to have king cakes, Popeye's fried chicken. Buy or sell the king cake? Uh, I don't like the flavor. I like the tradition, right? King cake flavor is nothing special. It's like a not as good, it's like a not as good sour cream pound cake, right? I love it's a great. It's like a stale cinnamon roll. Yeah. Do you ever go to Nothing Bunt Cakes? Yes, I love Nothing Bunt Cakes. That's a strong brand, right? Oh, my gosh. Is that good? Yeah. So (laughs) we digress. So he's having this gig at his house. He bought this beautiful new house, and I just keep inviting everybody over. I was like, you know you have to do a Super Bowl party. He's so sweet, though. He loves it. So so we're Mm going to be there doing a Mardi Gras. I think Mardi Gras comes way early this year. So Mardi Gras is coinciding with how uh, late the Super Bowl is, right? It's a late Super Bowl. Yeah. And then this uh, is the way it's going to be now. It's great. Yeah. It rolls right into baseball. I mean, the Vegas stuff. Did you see CBS Sunday morning? They did Usher. And so then good. they did a whole thing on Vegas. I hadn't seen it yet. Did you see the it's piece? Excellent. How's yeah. the Usher piece? Fantastic. I cannot how wait much Atlanta, to see. How much Atlanta does he reference? Uh, all, uh, the whole thing. Ton. Yeah. He is, a, he is our boy darling. I love it. Killer I Mike wait. goes and wins and gives ATL a shout out. Yep. Usher. You know, the South has something to say, so it's great to see us well represented getting, getting in that our room props. for sure. Speaking of being well represented, Hawks had a great crowd for a Monday night against the Clippers. I will say this: um, Bobby and I went down last night. It was a great night to go. Uh, no traffic. Got down to. Now I live in Buckhead, Brookhaven. There's a reason when there's no traffic. We're there 12 minutes to the game, um, and uh, it was a school night, so we did leave midway through the fourth quarter. I apologize. Um, but listen to Mike Conti and Steve Holman on the way home. That that was a very, very entertaining game. Um, Dondre Hunter came back. What did he go for last night? Like 27, 30, something like that. But but the Clippers, th- they ain't playing. They did. You watch them last night? Yeah, DeAndre finished with 27 and I think seven rebounds. Chubby little James Harden, dude, was a beast, right? 
You see that gut? He's 30 got, and 10. I, you know what? I, I saw that and I was like, am That's I tripping? Real. I thought he. He's got a little gut on him. <laughs> oh, my God. He's still balled out ridiculous. Oh, so they shaming. James so, Harden. So they wow. got four guys mm. that are at a point in their career that they want the ring. So that's Russell Westbrook, Paul George, James Harden, and then the alpha male, Kawhi Leonard. Okay? Those four guys have been all-stars. They've made tens of millions. They've been through every, you know, iteration of teams. Kawhi's got a couple of rings. Harden's, of course, been the GOAT. GOAT, literally, not the greatest of all time. He's been the opposite in big playoff games and moments. They just want to win a title. I'm going to tell you that in the West, Conti said it on the broadcast, it's going to be very hard for the Timberwolves or Oklahoma City or anybody to beat that team four times. That team is friggin' loaded. I look at the Celtics' big four. I look at the Knicks. I look at those guys. Kawhi Leonard, dude, did you see him snap those threes? And then he goes in the paint. And then he goes, I mean, dude, he he's just, when he's when he's dialed in, that, yeah. that could be your NBA champion, the Clippers, yeah. I'm going to tell you. The biggest thing I th- I, I, I'll say about the Clippers is that is a team composed of guys that uh, were willing to accept their roles. But yeah, that's happened because it's late enough in their career. By the way, they won in Miami the night before. It was a back-to-back. Then they roll into Atlanta and they put up a buck fifty. So they had no back. And they played everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not messing around. Anyway, Hawks on the road in Boston and Philadelphia coming up. Um they look much better of late, but listen, the hole they dug for themselves is going to be tough to get out of overall as well. All right, ready to do some belly up? Yes, we are. What's everyone talking about? Yo, yo, what's the deal? We've got you covered. As we belly up. On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I always liked Dan Quinn. Your thoughts. Did you as One well? of the nicest guys. Yeah. I think about the broadcasts you, me, and Brian would do, mm-hmm. and Quinn would drive up in his truck at like 6.15 when it's still dark out. Just stop the car and just, like, get out and chat. And yeah. One of the nicest guys to be around. Um, and uh, I am surprised, though, that he beat out all these other folks to get that Washington job. He must have interviewed like a beast. Yeah. Because I thought Seattle, given his track record, was the only place that would kind of afford him the chance to be a head coach again this quickly. But obviously he did something right with that new Washington ownership group. Uh, Quinnisms uh, live on forever. I'm going to give myself a little grace and allow one swear word here because I've done a pretty good job so far. I haven't had any, and I swear a lot. <laughs> but there is nothing I enjoy more than doing hard <laughs> with good people. And these guys here do some really good people. So it was ish with good people. That's so fine. That's Listen, you know when the Quinnisms got old and people when started making winning. fun of them? Exactly. Okay, I, I'm, so, I'm with you. you know, I will bro- tell you the difference in just observing personalities, though. He's not that alpha man, the, alpha man in the room. He's a very, he's a gentleman. He's very nice. Whereas you met Raheem yesterday. Raheem's the alpha male well, in the room. He's kind of taking over. He's BDE, baby. He has it. He was lecturing us a little bit, like, but y'all need to loosen up. Yeah, he's Loosen right. up. He's right, What media, is going on in you here? You media people. Yeah. Uh, very controversial. Orlando Ledbetter not, not there because he's covering the Super Bowl. Um, Silly little I thought Super you covered, Bowl. I thought you were covering the Falcons because that was the biggest moment. I don't want to throw shade at D-Led and have it get back to him, but D-Led should have been there yesterday. D-Led, he called you out, yeah. buddy. It's okay. Speaking of Super Bowl, a couple of news and notes. I'm fascinated with the sphere, as you know. The sphere is running these helmet themes 
themed ads. In other words, I'm going to show you this. Verizon. So it's a Verizon helmet oh, cool. on the sphere. Yeah. And you do an ad. Like, if you haven't been to Vegas lately, the sphere dominates the strip. It right. dominates everything right. now. Like, there is nothing that is as no. It used to be the Bellagio Fountains, right? Right. And then there is, like, you know, you build uh, these brand new hotels. The sphere dominates everything. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I'm going there in a couple of weeks. So these brands are paying $2 million for 90-second slots that rotate every hour throughout the week. Wow. In other words, you could have 90 no, tonight a game it. on a helmet. Yeah. How sick is that? All right, otherwise— I don't, Listen, uh, and I don't want to be rude. I don't think uh, the Odyssey budget right now, Rick Caffey is going to sign off on that. You said we could have it also. We could have a 90 yeah. tonight in the game helmet but it's that two rotates. Mi- two million? Yeah, we're definitely not doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a Fuddruckers in Shambly, though. <laughs> they have a sign out front that I'm talking to them about getting us, getting us up there. No, I mean, it's a possibility. Oh. Let me see what I can do. All right, so early on, Roger Goodell and the NFL decide uh, the NFC is going to stay here. The AFC winner is going to stay there. It is decided a long time ago. Yeah. Well, as it has played out, it's like the 49ers, the NFC, are staying at the Hampton Inn, if you will, at UNLV. <laughs> and the Chiefs are staying at the Ritz. So they are saying about where they practice, where they practice, and and where they've been the, able to work out in yeah, their media sessions. Not their sessions. hotels, but yeah. Okay, so listen, it's not great. The I difference the in these facilities and the 49ers know, are key. I, I know, and the field, they're not happy with that field at all. At all. So you know, again, the whining has come up. Also, I thought it was interesting yesterday. If you were watching the NFL Network, they were reporting that yesterday, you know, it was raining in Las Vegas yesterday. Andy Reid said, we are practicing in full pads and we're practicing outside. There are two outdoor practice facilities and two indoor. So they went at it hard, the Kansas City Chiefs. The 49ers chose to do a walkthrough. So if you're just keeping up with this dynamic, which we always try to read into a little bit. Last night was media night, y'all. This young man, his name is Jeremiah Fennell, and you're likely going to see him all over the place. He's about yeehaw. He's got the NFL Network microphone this is like 11 years old he lives in las Las vegas he has a youtube channel and he was doing everything with all the players this is my favorite part when he goes up to patrick mahomes so you know what's crazy i had a whole list of questions that i wanted to ask you but now that i'm up here on the podium i don't even want to ask them anymore because let's be real this is your fourth time going to the super bowl which means that this is your fourth opening night event and if you look around all of these reporters waiting to interview you i want to have a little bit of fun first before all the chaos begins so is that okay let's do it man so i want to build a fantasy team but on two conditions the rules are simple we both have you as our quarterback since you're one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Mm-hmm. And the second rule is that you can't pick anyone that's on the current Chiefs roster, but you can pick players that are current or all-time players in the NFL. Okay. Rules, Sounds good. Rules good? Sounds good. I, right. I, I want the whole video. It's five minutes long, I want stay. the whole video. When I tell you, he goes, okay, let's start it running back. And they go... Barry Sanders. Who goes and first? Then it, it, uh, Patrick lets him go first. So it's on my Twitter line, at Sports Sandra. By the way, you know how Rusty talks about signing eighth graders yes. in, uh, for, for yeah. football? Yeah. Like, if I'm a network, real simple. Sign that kid up. So true. That kid is better than 98% of the people that were in that room yesterday at Flowery Branch. Well, not only that. It's Myself included. The players let down not their true. guard with a, a kid I understand, like that. But that kid articulate. So like, that kid has got ridiculous. Like, he explains 
the entire line of questioning that's coming perfectly. He was, it was so good. Damn. If you get a chance on Twitter, just go that's look because he was so, so good. Are you prepared for Valentine's Day? You guys, it, this could not be easier when I tell you a gift card to Spasadel. She can go steam. She can get a massage. A $200 gift card, you Damn. are all set. 200 How about we're giving one away right when? now? When? 404-726-0929. Stake mentioned to start the show one of the members of Atlanta United well, that was at the game that he saw. 404-726-0929. Spasadel gift card. 200 $200 gift card to Spasadel. Wow. Pamper your loved ones. It's Valentine's. Spoil them with a Spasadel gift card. Go to Spasadel.com. Three convenient locations. New spa now open in Alpharetta. You can make up for a lot of F-ups during the year without... Man, Y'all, Spasadel is not your grandma's spa. This place is sick. The one in Buckhead I go to all the time. It's really good. I don't think my grandma had a spa, Lulu. Well, I'm telling you, spa's a No, no I know what you're saying. Okay. I know what you're saying. Now it's fancy. When we come back, we'll play some three strikes. We will uh, give our final thoughts on uh, the Raheem Morris press conference and why I think it feels like a, a, a little bit of a momentum that's happening on the steakhouse about quarterback for the Falcons. We're three for three now, myself, Sandra, and Drew. What are we talking about? What's we come back? Sports Radio 99. Yeah, Sports Radio 929, the game, Stake Shapiro, Sandra Golden, big game of the night. Um, I'll give you Georgia Tech basketball. I think we're mm-hmm. at home, right? We got Wake Forest. That's right. Demon Deacon's a very legit team this year. Tech, we are what we are, man. We can beat anybody in any given night. And then other nights, you lose to the Syracuse and Boston Colleges and the uh, pits of the world. So we'll see what happens with Wake Forest. Tech, a four and a half point underdog. Seven o'clock start, big game of the night. Here's our uh, three strikes questions, and then we got a couple other things to get to. What did we say we were going to do? A quarterback situation. Oh, yes. Thank you, Sandra. I get mm-hmm. distracted. A lot of people coming through here. Our, our brand manager, Mike Conti, Day Day's caught up. I was, out in the, uh, I, I was out in the hallway talking to Dylon, Mr. Corn. I'm going to nickname him Corn because he started talking about corn souffle this morning as being one of the best meat and uh, best sides he of the was, barbecue. He was making a case for cream corn. It's it's not a barbecue side. So, I mean, he he, he got it wrong, and now that's his new nickname. I'm going to call him – do I call him cream corn or just corn? Uh, you know, um, I love Dylan. I think you're being hard on Dylan. Sorry, I, I think just, cream corn is a, bad, a legit side. That's a good nickname. All right, here's our three strikes. But go with cream corn. <laughs> You know, like 20 years later, somebody's like, why does everybody call you cream corn? It's like, uh, some Better idiot. than steak. Yeah. <laughs> some idiot I worked with. No, Most expensive item in your closet. I was said, uh, Terry Fondo told me I was the best dressed person at the press conference. I was coming from a meeting. I had the pocket square and the blazer. So I ask you the question, man. Do you men, have a tie on? I do not have a tie. Okay. I, had the, I had the uniform. Okay. The cool sneakers. You always dress The blazer. Nice. 
and the jeans, you know, it's like the uniform, right? Mm-hmm. So what's the most expensive item in your closet? What's the most expensive item, men, in your closet? TV or radio jingle you remember. We were talking about advertising. Now, we can't afford the uh, sphere where it's $2 million, right? That's right. For rotating over the hour, you get 90 you seconds. You make your company into a helmet, so everything yes. is football-themed. and you. Yeah. So what's a TV or radio jingle you remember, right? What is it? One eight one eight 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 cars for kids. One eight one eight seven seven cars for kids. Why were you thinking about that? Did you watch Larry David the other night too? And she's singing. (laughs) I did watch that, but no, I was thinking about advertising. Okay. And finally, the Toby Keith passing. Right. One of his great songs. Right. Yes. Red Solo Cup. What's the beer you drank at your college kegger? What's the beer you drank at your college kegger? So, like, pretty simple at a college kegger. The cheapest keg. Like, 38 bucks, Bush Light. Here we go, buddy. I love Bush beer. Damn right. Old Milwaukee. Come on! Right, right. The beer you drank at your college kegger in honor of Toby Keith, one of the classic songs written, right? Yeah, if you're following me on Twitter, too, at Sandra, and when he performed last year at the CMTs, he sang this song. About really when you're not here anymore, and it is spectacular. Hey, I was thinking about your uh, friend Kenny Rogers. May he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the Netflix documentary? Yes, loved it. How much Kenny Rogers was in there? Uh, he doesn't really talk a lot because he's not drama filled. Like he's super low key and chill. What was the coolest part? The documentary. Waylon Jennings walked out. He had enough. I was like. <laughs> Blame you, Waylon. Like, he's done. And the fact that Michael Jackson's whole family, there was like 30 members of the Jacksons, and I didn't remember that. Did you see it yet? I saw it, but it was Friday night, and I kind of passed out in the middle of it. Like, my wife was watching. If you watch it, you get me after 10 o'clock, we're watching in bed. I'm not going to make it till the end. Hey, now. Yeah. So, <laughs> talk to Kimberly about that. Most expensive item in your closet, the TV or radio jingle you remember and the beer you drank at your college kegger. 404-726-0929. We'll let uh, Day Day get the lines going. 404-726-0929. Sandra, uh, I think we both agree it's time for an adult in the room. Mm -hmm. And when we say adult, that means the quarterback position. We don't care if it's Russell Wilson. I don't think. We don't care if it's Kirk Cousins. It's time to get— How do you feel about Baker Mayfield? Not terrible. Not terrible. It's an adult in the room. He had a good year. Overspend. I mean, he was really good at the Pro Bowl. I know he was. Thing. Outspend Tampa and bring him to town. You got Tyler Algiers and Bijan. You got Drake London and Kyle Pitts. You got an offensive line that you brought back that is doing a really nice job. You drafted brilliantly with uh, you know, Matt Hennessy up front and Lindstrom. Kayla McGarry turned it around a little bit. Like, it's time to get a, an adult in the room, and we don't want to lose the chance at eight. To take possibly, Dallas Turner, yeah, Dallas or Jared Tur- Verse from Florida State. I mean, y'all, he's. Mm. Yeah, I think cooler we heads desperately need an edge rusher. Cooler heads could prevail. We could be talking about Justin Fields and giving up. Listen, somebody said we could do it for a second rounder. I don't think we get him for a second I don't rounder. Either. Um, and I don't think you can give up a first rounder at the eight pick for him necessarily. Uh, so you may just have a two second rounders though. So depending on Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Ridley and yeah, yeah. So. Um, I'm 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 just all for getting somebody in there that we can finally figure out what 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 we have. We don't know what we have. It's so true. We, just we don't know to... if Drake London can be a hundred catch guy that has 150 yards receiving and nine catches and two touchdowns because he's got Marcus Mariota 
and Desmond Ritter trying to throw him the football, and that don't work. So what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f*** on! On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mason in Barnesville. Mason, what's the most expensive item in your closet? Uh, just a golf polo, about 150 bucks or so. TV or radio jingle you remember? Um, it's my money. I want it now. I can't remember who exactly that is, but uh, they had a, a song to go with it. Beer you drank at your college kegger? Uh, PBR or uh, Natural Light. Good call. Both solid. Let's get Mike Bell's neighbor. Most expensive item in your closet? Uh, I got a pair of Gucci loafers. Off a little pretty penny. Nice. nice. TV or radio jingle you remember? I don't know the brand, but I know the song. The We Wear Short Shorts. Yeah. Nair. That's Nair. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Beer you drank at your college kegger. We couldn't afford kegs, but we had about 40s of old English 800. What do you think? Old English 800? (laughs) Day Day. 40s, man. 40 ounce. Remember the big old 40 ounce bottles? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they just have a whole load of those. Is that a cultural thing, too? A little bit or not? A little bit, a little bit. Okay, I'm just asking. Mark, most expensive item in your closet? Uh, a, um, a pair of Allen Edmonds uh, shoes. Okay, I like it. TV or radio jingle that you remember? Cheers. And yeah. the, it's more of a theme song for a show, but yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're thinking about mm-hmm. advertising. Beer you drank at your college kegger? Well, well this is old school. is black. Blacks? B-L-A-T-Z. Oh, Blacks. Oh, Blacks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Yeah, that was good stuff. Do I need to rephrase that TV or radio jingle? Yeah, that's fine. Jingle means advertising. It means hold the pickle, hold the lettuce. Special Special orders orders don't upset us. All we ask is that that you let us serve us your way. way. Okay. Andy and Randy coming up. The 10 o'clock hour brought to you by Man Cave Store. Visit mancavestore.com. Oscar Mayer Wiener. I wish I was an Oscar Mayer Wiener. That's a good one. Glad I thought of it. Okay, good job. (laughs)